What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Styles Files with your host, Alan Styles. Thank you, as always, for listening. We are joined by a very special guest today, Marcus Thompson, lead columnist at The Athletic. Very happy, uh, Marcus, you were able to take the time. You know, Marcus covers everything Bay Area. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Warriors, Kevin Durant, social justice efforts. Uh, so, Marcus, thank you for thank you for joining the show. Temple man. baseball, we talking temple, temple baseball, baseball. You know, <laughs> we're talking uh, cheesesteaks and fit. No, exactly. I, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, no, for sure, man, for sure. So, uh, I just wanted to start with kind of you know your story. I think you know to be a staple in the Bay Area as you have been for so long. I don't know how many people you know know your story or or how you got into writing when you wanted to know you wanted. Uh, to do this writing thing. When, when did you kind of, when did the light bulb go off for you to think, you know, I, I kind of want to write about sports? I mean, the light bulb went off pretty early. It was, uh, I was in high school mm-hmm. and I was, uh, I was trash on the basketball team. Like, couldn't get in the game trash. Right, so, right. So one game I had 21 points. I don't know, man, that was a long time ago, but the story, I might have had 12. Right. But 21 sounds better. 21 you know definitely what I'm saying? sounds better. <laughs> and the hype of telling the story. I yeah. don't know. Maybe it's my, it's my, whatever it is, it's my uh, poke high four touchdowns moment. You feel me? This is my yeah. Al Bundy. Right. So, it's 21 points. It'll be 31 in a decade. Right, right. But it was 21 points, and I uh, – you know, I, I go to the school newspaper because you know what I'm saying. This is about to be the biggest story. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't in the school newspaper. So I was kind of hot. Right. Like, yo, why is my big game not in the school newspaper? It didn't matter that I was on JV. I felt like <laughs> this is the biggest story of all time. Yeah. So I went to the school newspaper and I'm like, yo, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, where's the, where's the story on my big game? And they were like, yeah, we don't have anybody to write sports. Do you want to do it? So I started writing for the school newspaper mm-hmm. for the sole purpose of writing about myself. Like right. that's what I, I was like, okay, so it's about yeah. to go down. I'm about to write all these articles on myself. And, you know, it kind of didn't work like that. Once I realized it didn't work like that, I was like, all right, I'm going to write about my friends on the basketball team. Mm-hmm. So I ended up doing that. Uh, I have friends on a men's basketball team, or I'm sorry, boys basketball team and a girls basketball team. Mm-hmm. So I wrote about both of those. So that's kind of where it started. Right. I didn't know it was a deal. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know it was a career. Yeah. I didn't know that like, you could get paid doing this and feed a whole family <laughs> until like later on. I just yeah. thought about it. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy now to see, and I'm sure you've seen how these things have progressed, you know, Back, and even just a couple of years back, you know, now you got podcasts, people are doing so many different things when it comes to, you know, this space and, and sports media, all that good stuff. And, and what also comes with it is that age old question of, and I don't even think some people call it politics. I don't think it's politics, but when you have what happened to, you know, the murder of George Floyd and how 2020 was already off to a crazy start and then for that to happen and it directly starts to affect sports because you got NBA guys saying we're going to have so many eyes on us you know how can we not use this platform for what 
for what we want to, you know, show as important. How do you think that the NBA and now the NFL and even Major League Baseball, uh, how do you think the social justice efforts have gone? And if you were to rank them, who do you think have done the best job, maybe best to worst? Uh, I mean, that would that would determine defining what success is. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's going to vary between people involved. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm a firm believer that black people can't cure racism. Mm-hmm. Like that's somebody else's heart, man. That's somebody yeah. else's issue to kind of deal with. So uh I I just don't know. I don't even like the fact that it's their responsibility as pro athletes. Mm-hmm. I feel like their responsibility is to their community, is to not forget where they came from, is to right. invest into their community and, and to cover up the ills. Uh I, I agree with the people who respond, what about Black Lives Matter? Well, what about Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. What about Black on Black crime? Because there are countless people in every neighborhood working to curb violence in our community mm-hmm. and drugs in our community and trying to negate the ills of poverty in our community. So yeah, they, they could use the help of professional athletes. You know what I'm right. saying? Uh, so I don't agree that people aren't doing anything about Black on Black crime. I do believe these people who say that don't really care at all. They're just trying to find a retort. But the truth is we are uh, impoverished and with Mm -hmm. that comes a bunch of issues. So I do feel like the athletes should be participating in that. Right. But um, for me, whatever they do from the standpoint of trying to curb racism or end it, I mean, if somehow they can make people aware and say, Oh my gosh, what? What have I been doing all this time? What is wrong with me? I mean, I, but I just don't believe that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, and, and the problem is throughout the history of America, it always takes the most egregious of black suffering in order to kind of snap people out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, how come, how come something crazy has to happen to us for people to say, I mean, all right, you know, that is kind of shady. We should rethink that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what right, I'm saying? Right, like, right. I, I just, you know, uh, I mean, you, you, I mean, if Emmett Till's mom doesn't leave the casket open, you know what I'm saying? If mm-hmm. Selma doesn't go down on national TV, mm-hmm. then like it's, if George Floyd, if it ain't eight minutes and 46 seconds of video of, you know right. what I'm saying? Like it takes the jarring of the system and that's yeah. usually at our own expense. So, uh, you know, I guess if you weigh in what success is, uh, I don't know. I feel like NBA players are successful as far as keeping the conversation going. Right. I think they're successful as far as showing everybody who's come after them that um, there is some type of there's some type of responsibility mm-hmm. to do something with what you have. There's yeah, just, there's something there. Like you got to do something. I don't know if they are dictating what that is. But you can't, like, you can't, it can't just be yacht parties and Gucci. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I do feel like from the standpoint of reinvigorating athlete activism, you know, I feel like the NBA is most successful. But, I mean, in the end, Colin Kaepernick started this all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you might have to go with, I can see a good argument for the NFL, right? I can see a good argument being made for the fact that, in a hundred years, when we look back from this, it's going to be number seven mm-hmm. in the 49ers. Uh, but at the same token, 
what kind of impact is it to have Major League Baseball players say this to their own community? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. like, we don't know. I mean, that's that's their great-grandfathers. Right. That's their grandfathers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that ain't our grandfathers. Our grandfathers weren't out here yeah. uh, torturing people and, and murdering people and raping people. So I don't know. what if the, They might have the greater impact. I don't know. Like, yeah. that's they're talking to their community. Uh, yesterday, Howard Beck goes on the arena on TNT, and he gives a speech to his own people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, I can't, I can't really weigh how well that went or not. You know what I'm saying? Right, I'm not at right. the Thanksgiving dinner when it's going down, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> that might be the most impactful. I don't know. I, I do know that the end of racism is not a responsibility of the non-racist. <laughs> like that's right. That's 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 a that's a psychological, spiritual, like heart surgery that needs to happen, and it's probably something they got to work out on their own. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how you measure that. No, I mean, I, it's a good point. And the thing is, we know how the NBA is, and we know that the NBA seems to be the most progressive, just also based on the fan base, right? The fan base kind of matches up. So to your point about Major League Baseball, NBA, the people that follow the NBA for the most part, a lot of them agree, right? So it's not as like even if the NBA is doing all these things, whatever Major League Baseball is doing, like when the Giants, a lot, I think there was like three or four guys kneeling during including, opening day, including the manager. Yeah, the manager. Yeah. So I mean that that was that was real deal stuff. So it definitely depends on how you look at things. I will say when it goes back to the NFL, I thought it was funny, and I'm not going to name names, but when this all went down and we knew that NFL wasn't going to play for months. And all these NFL players were talking real big. I'm going to kneel, da, 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 all this stuff. Knowing that they had months until they actually would have to do anything. Now, all of a sudden, a couple of weeks before the game start, I'm deciding to, to stand, but I, you know, but I do still uh, stand with my, my black brothers and, you know, even though I've decided I'm no longer going to kneel and it just didn't really, it just annoyed me because I kind of felt like they knew what to say when this was all really hot in the streets, knowing that they had months to decide whether they were going to actually kneel or stand. Then when it came down to it, surprise, surprise, I'm deciding to stand. So that that really did kind of irk me because nobody was making you do anything. It was your decision. They decided to come out and speak and say this, that, and the third, I'm going to kneel. And now to go back on it, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you caught that from any of the NFL guys, but it's kind of like I, I knew it was going to happen, and it still annoyed me when it started happening anyway. I, I don't understand why standing or kneeling is the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, why did they make that that? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I mean, like, it's all a wave now. Mm-hmm. It was saying Cap took a L. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a real. It's almost like man, after the. Uh, I mean, obviously Rosa Parks wasn't the first, but she was the most famous. But you know, if if now we just start sitting in the front, you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah. 
you on a wave, you want to be involved. And I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying, yo, they're probably already doing it. Mm-hmm. They're probably already doing what they should be doing. Right. You know, they're probably already uh, in their community. They're probably already uh, uh, taking a stand against injustice in, in the way that they know how to do it. I, mm-hmm. feel, I just feel like it, 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 it all boiled down to super complex, you know, almost ancient, you know, uh, issue mm-hmm. into like, yo, I'm a, I'm a kneel or stand. And it's like, the people who need to hear it are not hearing it anyway. Right. Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The people, they're still saying it's a, a slight to the military. Yeah. So it's like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I get it though. I, I yeah. get it. You want to be you want to be down, man. Everybody doing something. You want to do something, right? You want to be part. Right. Of it. Like, I got it. But man, like, why? Why has this become this? Uh, we've boiled all of this down to a gesture, mm-hmm. and that's not what Cap was doing. No. Well, and now there were people upset that um, I think that during the first week that the Texans just stayed in the locker room. And it's like, okay, so now, so now there's really going to be nothing that would make you happy because they didn't even come out. And for some reason that, that, that bugged people too. So to your point, somebody is always going to be mad about something. And if you're not getting the, the message at, at, at this point, you're just, you don't want to get it. I just don't think you want yeah, to. That's the problem for me. Like, man, yo, like I'm 43 years old. Mm-hmm. Like y'all just now figured this out. Like it right. just hit you. Mm-hmm. So you know, I be, I'm, 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 I was torn a lot between these two places of, like, yo, I've been a human. I've been in your life. I've been somebody that you've claimed to be important. Mm-hmm. How could you just now understand this? To thank you for understanding it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I'm saying thank you for recognizing. Right. You know, what I'm saying. These yeah. those were those were the two worlds I existed in. When all these people were like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. What can I do?" I'm like, "What you mean? What you, now you want to?" Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, right. I appreciate. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. also nobody wins if we just like reject. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody who's like, "All right, yeah, this is wrong," but like I said, man, it always it always begins with black suffering. It's the it's the shock. It's the shock treatment. It's the, it's the shock therapy mm-hmm. that this country needs. Yeah. Who and, and it's just like, yo, at some point, man, can you just do the right thing for the sake mm-hmm. of doing the right thing? Can you be better for the sake of being better? And that shit, that shouldn't come at the expense of other people. Like, it no. should just be. It should just be because. Um, and like that that's that's the part where it just gets increasingly frustrating that essentially while celebrating this progress we've made like we become we end up celebrating our own destruction mm-hmm. right like we should not be we should not feel good about what happened to Brianna Taylor right but because the result is more people are awakened right you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's yeah. just there's, there's there's something a little bit like Yeah. Uh, I, I just I just don't like it. This is all my personal take. Mm-hmm. I don't represent no, yeah. I'm just a black man from East Oakland. So I'm right. gonna talk. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the last thing I will say, and then we'll pivot is it was funny to me or not even funny, but like for some of my quote unquote friends, if you will, thinking that they were thinking that they were like leveling with me to say, well, you know, a, a lot has happened as far as, you know, when, when the cops have killed uh, unarmed black men, but this one, you know, citing the George Floyd one, this one was really bad. And it's like, how are you, and they're actually thinking that I'm supposed to like appreciate them for, for under, you know, for saying, all right, on this one, I, I hear you. And it's like, somebody has died in all of these circumstances, but because you saw video and because it lasted as long as it did, this one is, is worthy of you paying attention. And you actually think I'm supposed to like, thank you for that. But but think about this, man. Like, not only not only is death not enough, you know what I'm saying? Like, clearly, Tamir Rice wasn't enough, right? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Clearly, I don't. Tamir Rice is the one where it's like, dude, I don't want to hear no conversation. He was 12. Mm-hmm. You just don't pull up shooting 12 people, right? Right. You can't even mount the excuse of he wasn't. You there's no excuse. You can't say, oh, he wasn't following protocol. He's 12. Mm-hmm. He, he had he smoked weed. He's twelve. None of it. None of it matters. None of it counts. He's twelve. Yeah. That was the one for me, right? Where it's like I don't want to hear a single solitary word, right? Right. Uh, but why does it take death? Like, I mean, we all get traumatized by police experiences. I've written about mine. How come? How come my? Now look, man. If I told you somebody touched me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You you you'd be you'd be ready to. To, to to deal with me in my trauma. You know, if I if I came out and revealed like, hey man, I've been molested, and we rightfully respond to people like that, right? We right. rightfully are ready to support. So I know we can do it. Like I know it's there. Mm-hmm. Right. But somehow the trauma that we have that we survived through, right? The trauma that you and I have dealt with just simply getting pulled over. That's what I'm saying. So all that wasn't enough. Right. Like all, so, so in order for it to matter that I must die, like for me, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That like at some point, just deal with the fact, yo, I mean, I've been around, I've been around my coworkers where the police come, they'd be like, dude, what's wrong with you? I'm like, who is the police? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like what you mm-hmm. talking about? Like it's different when the police come around. Right. Yeah. Like, and I'm from Oakland, like police mm-hmm. been shady. In yeah. Oakland, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, they was war with the Black Panthers when my daddy was a kid. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, like this. Why does it take death? Why just simple trauma? And hey, we got to figure this out because man, a lot of people are being bothered by this. And even if it's just somehow grand misunderstanding of the police that we have, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's like, man, y'all just tripping, y'all not following the rule, whatever, right? How about the fact that we're we're employees, we're teachers, we're people who are serious proponents in society working with trauma yeah at your jobs at your like how about how about we address it because of that it's like that type of stuff is never enough it takes somebody black dying and not just dying it takes somebody black dying in a way that you can't even hide behind the excuses that have been delivered about black death for hundreds of years right Mm -hmm. like it takes that oh hold on man all right that's too much yeah. Like I watch, I was watching that show. Uh, was it Love Country? Oh, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. 
and I'm watching it. You know, I'm not really into the fantastical, so I'm like, my wife is all into it, so I'm yeah. watching it. You know where I drew the line? When, when, when flesh started falling off people. And it's just like, all right, this is too much. I'm yeah. done. I'm right. checking out of the show. That's, they need to get to that moment. Mm-hmm. Racist, I mean. Racists need to get to that moment to where right. it's like, okay, that's too far. We got to stop. Mm-hmm. All right, that's too far. I need to rethink something here. Maybe they have a point. And it's like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> like, for me, that's just crazy. And yeah. I, I, you get to a certain point in your life, you get to a certain age where it's like, look, man, clearly I'm not willing to die for you to understand. So mm-hmm. you need to work out your own understanding. <laughs> yeah. So if you can't, if it takes that to do it, then you just need to go ahead and figure it out. And as long as I got this space where I can live, right, okay, but this whole business about trying to convince you now, yeah, no, it takes too much. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not really willing to do that. Yeah. No, it's all all good points, you know. Again, thank you for your takes. We got Marcus Thompson here, lead col- columnist for The Athletic. Um, so there's really no – I don't know if there's anybody else I would rather have on this show to talk about – Kevin Durant's time with the Man, Warriors. You, you say that to all the guests. No, no, I really don't. Don't be trying try to sweet talk me. You say I, that to all the as guests. Far as, as far as what we're about to talk about with Kevin Durant, you're the guy. Because I am, I saw firsthand. Um, Come on, man. Can, can we just start with some integrity? You'd rather me over Kevin Durant? Okay, sure. Well, as a yeah. player. Yeah, okay, sure. Well, okay, one person. I'll give you one person. <laughs> I'll give you KD. Straight but, Draymond, I, I don't know. I don't know. You'd rather talk to me than Draymond about Kevin Durant's experience from from the fan side of I it. Though. Be, from the I fan be, side of it, though. I should be. I should be at least number twenty on the list. I can. Name I'm talking about. But you had the five you had coaches. The, Draymond's a player, though. They, yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you're probably right. Okay, I'll give you twenty. You know, I'll give you twenty. Um, but when you talk about Kevin Durant, and I was listening to some talk about it, and the question was basically thrown out there, would other stars, right? We, we don't know. The Warriors probably aren't getting Giannis. We, we, we all thought it was a great pipe dream. Doesn't seem like it's probably going to happen. But would other stars look at what happened to Kevin Durant and how he was treated? And think maybe I don't want to go to the Bay Area. Do you think Man, that what, would ever what happened and how he was what happened and how was he treated? I mean, I mean was the police harassing him? <laughs> he was the guy, he was our guy. He was the he was the best player on the team. But the the difference in when Kevin Durant could go five for five and Steph could go two for twenty. But that third it- shot that Steph would make, the loudest you've heard the crowd ever. Yo, this is the most this conversation, I've always thought this, by the way. Right. Is insane. How do you we're think? Li- we're literally weighing an intangible. We're trying to weigh appreciation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do right. you weigh that? Like, I weigh that- here, here's, here's what it is. Let me tell you. No, real. This is for real. This is like, okay. this is what it is. And this has nothing to do with the people. Uh, I'll be trying to teach my daughter this. She's 13. I'm, mm-hmm. it, I'm in her head with this. If 17 people tell you you're handsome, mm-hmm. 
17 people tell you, man, you're handsome. You're a handsome guy. You're a handsome guy. You're a handsome guy. You're a handsome guy. The next two people say, man, you ugly as hell. You ugly as hell. And then three more, you're a handsome guy. What you go, what you gonna remember? You gonna remember them two people who told you yeah. like, hell so many people that told you you were you got so much potential, you were mm-hmm. great, you were smart. You remember the teacher who told you you ain't gonna be nothing. Yes. Does that mean the appreciation wasn't there? Of course it was there. You chose to focus on the hate. Like you, people act like Durant was selling. Are you serious? Go look at the jersey sale. Durant was loved here. Durant could go anywhere in the bay and he was loved. It's a straw man argument yeah. of people who who want it to be universal. And I would include Kevin Durant in that too, by the way, mm-hmm. who, who heard the negative. Now, I will give him this. There was more negative than he probably expected. Right. There was more negative than maybe should have been based on his talent. But a, bro, you walked into a place where you wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like this was already built. It's gonna take some time. Mm-hmm. That's one and two. Like you, he never signed a long term deal. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if if we put that into relationship form, which is essentially what you're saying. Like, yo, I want you to, I want to be in this relationship with you, and I need to feel like you love me as much. That's essentially what you're saying. Yeah. You're talking relationship terms. Ain't you ain't never getting that with one foot out the door. Right. You gotta Never. commit. You gotta commit. Yeah, I, I firmly believe if that dude signs a five year deal, the bay is his. Mm-hmm. It was already trending his, but you what? He wasn't about to walk in here in the bay. We talking about Oakland. You know how hard it is to win over people in the bay, right? Like we loyal to the bay. Mm-hmm. We still think too short the greatest rapper of all time for right. no good reason, <laughs> right? <laughs> we, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. still better not say a bad word about E40. Never, never. Like, this is who we are. You about to walk into the bay and day two be king? No. Yeah. We got we to gotta feel you. So mm-hmm. this this idea that he was being hated, no, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It, it, or how about this? It didn't happen different than it did for every other player. Mm-hmm. Steph went through this here. Draymond went through this here. Oh, you should have heard how people used to talk about Clay. Clay was the space cadet. Right. Clay was the dude who you wanted to trade. Mm-hmm. They all went through it. Right. And they, they earned it and then they got the love. He was doing it. He was in the process of doing it. But there was a straw man about this non-love out here. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't, it wasn't true. There was there was a million people saying, yo, Kevin Durant is amazing. We love you. And there was three saying he he's the problem. And everybody chose to listen to the three. You know why? Because humans have this psychological thing where we need to hear the negative. Yeah, I'm just telling you, man. You know, you Steph was getting the MVP chance when he was not even close to an MVP anymore. You know, like after what? after, when was after he the, not close to an MVP. No, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about the first finals after. That, you gotta admit, there's another part to this too, right? What is that? Y'all was disrespecting Steph. You just did it. He wasn't the, that first one listen, that they listen, won. Listen, listen. The disrespect for Steph is one of the major problems. Like, and this is, I mean, look, where are you from? I'm from Concord. You're from Concord, right? Yes. Concord, California? Yes. You're from the Bay? Yes. Ah, oh, man, you know all this. What are you talking about? Yeah, you know I'm- all this. I mean, I know all this. I'm getting your take. I'm getting your you know, take. You know exactly what I'm talking about there. I'm just saying, 
Man, you know, bro. Like, like I said, say something about Too Short. Mm-hmm. Say something about E Forty. Yeah. Now all these people criticizing Steph Curry, mm-hmm. who literally, literally made the NBA relevant here. Literally delivered a championship, which nobody had done since Rick Barry. You thought you thought people would stand there for any shade on Steph? Right. Are you are you are you serious right now? Any shade? He delivered a championship for the first time in forty anywhere else, yo. Look, look, LeBron get any shade f- from coming back from three one? No. 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 Why is it? like we've seen the stories? What about the Red Sox? Anybody them get shade no. after winning? Steph brought a t- to the go- people forget this. People think the Warriors were you know this. People mm-hmm. think the Warriors were like this glory team. No, the Warriors were the bottom of the barrel trash. Yes. You grew up rooting for a different team. Yes, you like the Warriors, but you always had a second team because of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Steph delivered a championship, and y'all thought the Bay was about to leave people to have a smoke for Steph. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. That it just the, he the changed whole thing, basketball. Man. He changed basketball. Yes. I look, Seth is probably my favorite player. I'm just saying when we watched, when we watched those those teams with Kevin Durant, if you needed a bucket, you were going to KD. I uh, no, Kevin Durant is the greatest score the NBA has ever seen. Right. There's I mean there's no question about that. And I do believe uh, at the max of his talent, he's just a better player. Like right. he can do more on the court. I mean, you can't, you can't erase 6'11". Mm-hmm. But also, there's this whole other component to the game people act like don't exist. And if you just start – if that gets included, who's better than Steph? Like, name, name the players – who people just want to play with. You're saying like, hey, anybody gonna come? I bet you somebody come. You know why they you know why even we even talk about Giannis? Why are we even mentioning Giannis as a possibility? Because he loves Steph. <laughs> you, I mean, people like even KD wanted to come play for right. Steph, or play with Steph. You know what I'm saying? Andre Gadala wanted to come play with mm-hmm. Joel and B wants to come play with Steph. Mm-hmm. Like if I mean we start adding these components, like all the stuff that we value in in players, right? Mm-hmm. You know, teamwork, humility, all the stuff that's supposed to be so great that we instantly dismiss when we rank it stuff, mm-hmm. right? And we will show in history, we never get stuff in the present. It takes us 20 years, and then we like, you know, all right, I get it, right? Yeah. History will show, like, this dude is, this is, we've never seen this before. Just that's like we've true. never seen a seven-footer who could shoot like KD. Mm-hmm. We've never seen a dude that people just want to play with. This is what Barkley, like, oh, I'll never... People are running to play with Steph. Mm-hmm. Running to play with Steph. And check this out. If Steph ever said, I think I want out of the Warriors, how long would the line be of teams trying to get him? Very long. Of the, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Right. All these stars would be like, yo, Steph. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come over here. Come over right. here. So in, 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 in a traditional basketball sense, yes, yeah, I mean, Kevin Durant, dude, is, I mean, that. Kevin Durant is yo. They don't. They don't even make dudes like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they don't. When he came yeah. to the Warriors and learned how to play off the ball, that was that's ball game, right? Off the ball and play defense. 
That's ball game. Mm-hmm. But, but, how does he learn how to play off the ball? Steph. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, right? So people yeah. in the Bay just not gonna let people disrespect. Steph. I'm just saying, like I'm from here. This is how it go down. It don't matter the validity. Once we anoint you in the Bay, like, mm-hmm. all right, we we gonna die. Yes. <laughs> right. We, we gonna die. Ride for whoever right. is it. That's just what it is. Yeah. Well, and now <laughs> and you, know, you you know this. Yeah. And well, you went to college in Philly, so yeah. you really know. You know it from both coasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now that's why nobody wants to talk about. Yeah, we want Giannis, but don't move Clay. You know, Clay Clay is a non-negotiable for most fans. You, would, you wouldn't do that anyway. Now, right? No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. You know, yeah, would you? Like, does that now? Heck no. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Would you have a better chance of putting a player with Steph and Clay and winning? Or putting players around Steph and Giannis with no cap space? Yeah. It's not we've we've seen we've we've seen Giannis with one guy next week. Yeah, it's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough yet. It's not enough yet. But okay, well, headed in that direction. You know, last question, and I'll and I'll get you out of here. By the way, I also believe before before we move on, I also believe uh-huh. that when you do what Stephen Clay did, it doesn't matter. Like you get the manager nobly treatment. Yeah, you ride, you play as long as you want to play. Right, you know what I'm saying like, don't matter if you if you become bad, like we work around it. Yeah, because like at some point you just gotta re- and people regret when they don't do that. Mm-hmm. They regret. Well, when they let a player walk away and they don't treat him right, and then later it's like you want to celebrate the dude when you had the chance. Well, look, they're in the they're in the city now. All they got to do is take um take some pointers from the Giants, who half half that roster is still there because of what they did years ago. Right, you right, know, what I mean, it's the same treatment, same like treatment. If Clay want to stay, Clay stays. If Clay right. wants to go, Clay go. Like the, the franchise has tripled in value because of those dudes. Like yes. They get to do what they want to do. And, yes, that means if you turn down Giannis to keep Clay and Steph together, that's exactly what you do. Right. People have made the argument about Derek Jeter at the end of his career, how he probably shouldn't have played short. He actually statistically wasn't that good. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. He doesn't matter. It did not matter at all. So we kind of alluded to it before, but what do you think the Warriors should do? The draft is coming up. What would you do? What do you think they're going to do, or what do you think they should do? Well, first they need to wait, mm-hmm. because again, free, NBA free agency is just—you just never know, bro. Right. Nobody saw Paul George to the Clippers, like nobody. That's that's just a grand mystery. Mm-hmm. There's so much. There's so many backroom deals. So many conversations that's happening that we don't know about. It's just like who 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 knows what's available, right? Yeah. So they need to just stay up, stay alive, right? Stay stay able to make moves until the move makings are done, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the reasons that they traded for D'Angelo Russell, and they they hard cap, they endured the worst year in franchise history. You know what I'm saying? But they did it so they could stay alive. But having trade assets, right? Mm-hmm. I do think they kind of squandered it a little bit by getting Andrew Wiggins, just because right. he don't really hit like that on the trade market. But they're in the game. They got Wiggins. They got picks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
They got another player, Eric Pass. You know what I'm saying? They got, they got a package. It ain't the best package, but they got a package. But whatever package that they have is bolstered because you got Stephen Clay, which everybody knows is the recipe for having the best time of your career. Yes. Right? Like, so, yes. so they just need to stay alive. I mean, obviously, if Giannis says – the only way they get Giannis is if he demands a trade to the Warriors. Mm-hmm. If he's like, yo, trade me to the Warriors or I'm opting out or I won't sign with whoever you trade me to, right? And you scare off all the other trade partners and you just have to deal with the Warriors. It's essentially what Anthony Davis did, mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with, you know. And, you know, as much as the Pelicans fought it, they ended up bound down because nobody wants to lose something for nothing. So, yeah, that, that's the only way they get them. Other, but, man, I do think some other stuff is on the table. You know, I know a guy, I know they like Paul George. I know they like Paul George. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've liked Paul George for a long time. I mean, in, in many ways, like especially when they were coming up, Steph and Clay, and it was like, all right, you got these two guards. What do you put around them? You had the, the center. What they needed was that small forward, that perimeter guy. Mm-hmm. And they drafted Harrison Barnes. And they signed Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala just seemed to be – he was just a perfect fit, Mm -hmm. right? So, essentially, they can – they're looking for the next Andre Iguodala, right? That's what they're looking for. Looking for a player who could could fill that role. And, obviously, the younger that person is, the better. But you're looking for somebody who could fill that role. And Paul George is, like, perfect. He's perfect. He defends. He can shoot. He can handle the ball. Uh, so they always liked him, and the the reason he'd work with the Warriors is because now he's at best your third best player. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, hey, come carry this. It's like, hey, P, this is what Steph gonna tell him. Draymond gonna tell him, man, just come come be a part of the family, yo. They are gonna give him that mob kiss on the neck. <laughs> like, nah, bro, it ain't about all that stuff here. Here, here's our, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, look, you t- if Philly do something, if Philly's like, look, this ain't working, let's bring it up. You know, you you think it's a coincidence Joel Embiid's been at Aisha Curry's restaurant? You think it's a coincidence Steph is out here wearing Joel Embiid's first signature shoes? shoes? You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, this, yeah. I'm, hey, this is bigger than Nino Brown. Like, this, right, right. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying you don't know what's – there, there are just options out there. So they just got to stay live. Draft day is November 18th. That's when their picks will be most valuable. Like right before the draft, mm-hmm. you get a team thirsty. You just don't know what will happen. They just need somebody to put – they got the big three. They need to fill out the roster. They need a team. Uh, they need somebody who can start and contribute. It'd be ideal if they had somebody who could get their own bucket because that's like Kevin Durant exposed. That's what they needed. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I I thought about this guy and I don't know contract wise, but I was like, man, in a perfect world, you look at a Devin Booker and that, that would be nice. Chill, come on. That That's too nice. perfect. That's too perfect. <laughs> no, can you imagine if they got Devin Booker? People went crazy when they got Boogie Cousins off, right. of, off of Achilles. <laughs> they would just quit. They would shut right. down Twitter like, oh, nah, we're done. I'm Oh my God! People would hate the Warriors so much if they so got so much. Yeah, no, that's too much. Come on, yeah, that's too much. Devin, Bo- okay, you man, Steph Clay, Devin Booker, like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Oh man, but that's so funny. Devin Booker would be. Devin Booker is one of the few guys that I would consider trading Clay for. 
Yeah, I can see that. He's got he yeah. Well, because he can make I, his I own probably shot. I probably wouldn't do it because Clay's defense is critical. Mm-hmm. But woo, that would be enticing. Yeah, that would, that would be enticing. But yeah, uh, I, I don't. I think they'll go twenty. It, they'd love to get like a twenty-eight year old mm-hmm. at the beginning of his prime, 28, 26. I think they'll end up getting somebody thirty-one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and hoping the draft picks it. So I, I don't think it'll be a super team. I think I think the most likely scenario is they go back to finding like creating what they strength have. in numbers. Yeah, let's get let's just get let's just get eight dudes. You know. Yeah, and and you know what, and that's what we're watching with. Obviously, everybody now it's two one. Gordon Hayward's back, but the Celtics are also in an interesting spot because Jason Tatum is clearly their guy. Jalen Brown is is very good, right? But let's say they don't win one in the next couple years. How long do you well, think it's like? Got to get paid. They got. Oh, they all got to get paid. Off season, right? So right. Tatum is gonna want Kobe money. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like Jalen Brown is like. I mean, I feel you on the Tatum, but you know, I've been out here in these streets, like yeah, <laughs> break bread. Right. So that they got. I mean, Kimba already getting paid a bunch of money. So. Uh, yeah, you you ain't you ain't said nothing wrong about <laughs> how yeah. much time that team got together. Yeah, and here's the crazy part: you're saying like if they if they don't win, also if they win, sometimes players are like, "Well, I did it. I won a championship. Now I'm free." Like nobody can say, "I'm not loyal to the soil." Like I delivered a title. Yeah. So sometimes when you win a championship, like it helps you to leave. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like it helps yeah. you to be out. So if, if say if they won it this year, now somebody might be like, I mean, I'm gonna go get my money because I got the I got the ring. Right. So, right. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see how they keep that how they keep that all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's gonna be interesting because they got rid of Horford and re- and just replaced him with Kimba. Really, is like salary slot. So yeah, and like you said, you know the Philly connection. I really just don't know what what they're doing in Philadelphia. When I saw the roster, it just didn't make very much sense to me. And it played. I mean, it made sense if you go into the Y. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you just bring a heck of big dudes and you just want right. to intimidate everybody. <laughs> I mean, it had like five of the same players. <laughs> right, right. Oh, like, man. I just didn't get that, yeah. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if if, if they go, if they want to decide between – Ben Simmons and Embiid, I'm sure Warriors GM Bob Myers will be on the phone, like, you know, waiting to see which one he can get because he'll yep. probably take either one. Probably I take think, either one. I would take either one. Ben, the the thing about Ben is now it's like, okay, are you just not working hard? Why don't you ha- like? Why don't you have some type of jump? Sh- like, why why are you? Seems like you're plateauing. Yeah. That's the issue. So it sounds like the Warriors would be the perfect place for him because if you need, if you know Ben is on the court, he's not going to shoot. What do you need to have around him? Shooters. I mean, <laughs> it's perfect sense. Spread the right. floor, give him space, let him cook. Yep. I like Ben. I, I just like the idea of Clay Ben and Draymond on defense. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you'd be a monster. Like, I'll take either one. I yeah. like Ben because he's younger, and I don't trust Embiid. Embiid looks like. 
And B is like that old chair you expecting to break. You'd be like, yo, how that how that thing keep holding up? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, you're at Thanksgiving yeah. after Thanksgiving, it still hold up, but you looking like, hold on, man, that thing gonna break any moment. Right. Or like right. that like that TV you expected to go out. And it show a little bit of size, right? It's like, oh yeah. The volume is is taking a long time to come up. I'm about to have to get a new color TV after a while, but man, we're gonna ride this one out. Like that's what MB reminds me of. So as great as he is, man, I'm like, he's that dude you're gonna get, it's gonna be all hype, and then he's gonna miss half the season, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Man, well, I'll tell you what, Marcus, it's been a great conversation. I want to thank you again for joining us on the Styles Files. Marcus Thompson of The Athletic. Uh, take care of yourself, man. You know, we, we love the work you do. Continue to just keep it going, and hopefully these Warriors will figure it out. They'll be back. They'll be back. You know, nobody, no more, no Steph slander. What we've learned from this episode, no Steph slander, no E-40 slander. Oh, slander them. Slander them. Just be ready <laughs> for the lesions. The bagel right. come. They, but right. yeah, feel free to slander. They just gonna, they just gonna come for you. And here's and and one thing I will say too, like in this era, I know this like ain't got nothing to do with sports, but mm-hmm. man, you talk about being part of a community. One right. of the reasons people are like that, like, I mean, Steph is here. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he in this community. Like yep. he, it's funny. I introduced him to. Uh, I used to go to this rec center, East Oakland Youth Development Center, when I was a kid. One of the one of the director there is probably top five greatest human beings I, I've ever met in my life. Right, just just completely dedicated to disadvantaged kids. Right. Uh, so a few years ago, 2015, at Steph's MVP ceremony, I introduced. She was like, "Introduce me to Steph." I was like, "All right, I introduce." I introduce herself. Now Steph's tired with her to me. <laughs> I'd be like, "Yo, uh, come on!" Like I don't know what made it happen. I got yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, dang. Yeah. But like that's what I'm saying. He 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 in the you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. he in, he with the community people. So that's right. that's another reason people love like that dude is he out here like he yeah. in the streets. He rolling. he he showing up to events local rappers put on. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Giving out like like he he here. So it's a little bit it's different because people see that and they know it. So yeah, you can so go ahead and slander. Steph is fine. Steph is slanderable. Like let's get that clear. Mm-hmm. Like. I mean, the dude literally will shoot the ball and not look at it go in. Like, if somebody is asking for shade, it's Steph Curry. Right, right, right. I'm just saying, be ready for his legion. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, <laughs> this is the, the, the beehive for Beyonce. I don't even yeah. know what, what steps would be called, but they out there. Yeah. They out there. They, they, be ready because they, man, you cannot, you, you can't you can't come at Steph. He, he, you know, yeah. he's done too much. But he's definitely... Like, me and Mark Jackson, when Mark Jackson was the coach, Mark Jackson used to talk about that. He was like, I don't know how people just don't lay him out. Like, <laughs> like he just out here embarrassing your whole family. <laughs> right, right, right. I think he might have said that on a couple broadcasts, too. Like, you just got to lay him out. Yeah, like, man, dude, he's, like, shimmying on your family. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah Steph is, you know, he will embarrass. Like, he, you know, he looks like. He looks like this nice little guy. No, right. he will embarrass you. Yeah. Like so, yeah. All slender, like, yeah, bring it his way. I'm just saying, in the bay, there is legion. And yes. you know how we are. We right. we 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 we'd rather we'd rather go out loyal than yep. we ride it. You know <laughs> we riding all the way. <laughs> Where'd you go to high school? I went to Dale South. Dale, oh man. Yeah. What, what year? Uh, I was 08. 
08. Yeah. Was that no, so you was you was after Terrence uh Kelly. Right after. Right yeah. after. Yeah. So I covered De La Salle. That's how I got my start. Oh, okay. Covering high school sports. Yeah. When uh I I was covering during the win streak. Okay. Yeah. So DJ Williams, Matt Gutierrez, that I covered them. Yeah. Then obviously Maurice Jones drew. Maurice Jones drew, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that's who I covered. But I was mostly I, I was covering a lot of basketball then. Mm-hmm. So uh and I would like I was like the number like oh you know, every De La Salle game back then was a big game, so I was like the second or third reporter. Yeah. But yeah, so I was all into uh Frank Alaco. That was Alaco, my guy. man. Frank Alaco was my guy, man. Yeah. I, I, I was getting Christmas uh, greeting cards from him for years. <laughs> Alaco, Alaco was my guy. So Yeah, man. Oh, man, I didn't know you was De La. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Bay's Finest. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Take care, and uh, I'll, tell, I'll tell Julian we, we got it going. All right, for sure. No problem. <laughs>